This is Rotary, where together, people unite, take action to create lasting change across the globe, in our communities, and in ourselves. Come along with me, District Governor Cindy O'Neill, as I travel District 5110, exploring all the great things we do for our communities. Take a listen. I stumbled into Rotary, quite literally, on a Friday afternoon to talk to my supervisor when I worked for the Forest Service years ago. My boss was always in there on Friday, catching up on emails, reading environmental assessments, and I knew I would find him there so I could chat with him about the week and our progress in the Forest Service. And I asked Walt, so what will you be doing this weekend? And he replied, Oh, I will be all weekend in the Rotary Tree of Joy warehouse. And I asked him, what, what is that? And he explained that every year, local Rotary clubs partner with the Salvation Army to identify people, families, who are in need of help at Christmas. And we get lists for Santa from children we put the lists of these wishes from kids on tags, put them on a tree of joy in a shopping center. The public comes, takes the tags off the tree. They buy the gifts, they wrap the gifts, and they bring them back to the Rotary Warehouse. And Rotarians, whatever those were, Rotarians put the gifts into sacks, add maps of the location of the homes, and then other Rotarians show up, load up their cars with bags of gifts and deliver them to the families in need. I said, wow, that is such a great project. And he said, well then great, stop by the Rotary Warehouse tomorrow and I'll load you up. And so I did. I delivered packages in the evening after work for about five days and on Friday, in the dark, in the cold, I found myself in a trailer park trying to identify the trailer, the address that I had on the last bag of gifts in my car. When I found the trailer and pulled up, I noticed that in the snow strewn about was baby equipment. There was a high chair and a playpen and a swing set. And there was even a fully decorated little tree out in the snow. Well, I went up the steps to the trailer anyway, knocked on the door, and a woman opened the door and said, what do you want? I explained, and she said, oh, that woman, she's been busted for drug possession. She's in jail. And I said, well, where are the children? And she said, I don't know, and slammed the door. Well, I cried easily. I got in my car, and I got on my phone and called my supervisor and told him what had happened. He said, don't you worry. Bring the bag back to me. I will find those children. You know, a couple of days later, my boss called me and told me he had found them and that they would have Christmas just like all the other children. There's a Rotarian. There's a dedicated person. You may know him. You may remember him. His name is past District Governor Walt Schlor. I continued to volunteer as a community volunteer for Rotary 
for three more years delivering gifts during Christmas for the Tree of Joy. I found that it reset my personal perception of Christmas, but more importantly, it reset my perception of my community. Behind the curtain of affluence in Bend, Oregon, were so many people in need. The third year I did this, I invited my self-absorbed teenage daughter, Abby, to come with me to deliver gifts one Saturday. Okay, mom, I will come with you. And so we piled in the family truck loaded with gifts. She was my navigator and I was the driver. We spent a good part of the day delivering gifts and on the last house, it's always the last house, we had difficulty finding the address. We drove back and forth in front of the house where it should have been and Abby kept saying, it should be right here, mom. And then I noticed on the side of a garage was the address, 365B above the man door of the garage. This person was living in a garage. We pulled up and as we were getting out of the truck, Abby said, mom, you know, it's my turn to take the gifts to the door. I will even say the rotary spiel for you, mom. Okay. We went to the door. We knocked. A lovely young woman came to the door with three adorable toddlers gripping her legs, looking up at us. And Abby said, Merry Christmas from the rotary tree of joy. And the woman looked up at us and said, there is a God. We wake up in the morning get out of our warm bed. My daughter often asks me about something someone said. Often asking questions, why things are the way they are. Watching Portland passing by from the back seat of the car. As we drove across the bridge, saw the people underneath. She said, if they don't have a door, where do they put their wreath? My name is Zach Scogley. I grew up in a very broken home. So, you know, my parents, my parents were never officially married, never met my biological father. Both of my parents were drug addicts. So I must have been six or seven years old. And, you know, my parents had separated and I was with my mom. And we ended up staying in a battered women's shelter actually here in Roseburg. So we're staying in this battered women's shelter and there's a, and it's December. So this shelter had maybe three other kind of mothers and children there about my age. And there's like this community Christmas tree in the, uh, I don't know, I guess the lobby or living room area is what it would have been. And the parents could wrap presents and then put them under the tree, right? So the kids could see that there was, there was presents and stuff there. And I remember that my mother had, had wrapped some presents for me. And there, there were a few things under the tree. And as the month went on, I, I watched those presents slowly disappear. And knowing you know, what I knew then, I quickly learned that uh, my mom was actually, she had you know, purchased presents and then she would sell them or trade them for, you know, whatever pills or weed or, you know, whatever else she could find, I, I suppose at the time. So, you know, I watched these presents disappear for me as I watched, you know, several more packages show up for 
some other kids. And so not only, you know, was it coming up on Christmas, but my birthday is December 22nd. So it's three days before Christmas. I couldn't think of how to answer when she asked me if it's true that Santa brings them presents too. You know, so I, I mean, obviously it, it's a tough time. Pacific Northwest, it's, it's rainy, it's cold, you know, there's no outside playing for kids. I'm in this strange house with these other people and my mom and, you know, it's just kind of a, a really difficult time. And, and then to watch this happen too, right? So you can imagine what must have been going through my head at, you know, six or seven years old. So I remember one night the, the house host, you know, had the kids come down to the living room and I wasn't sure. I thought we were in trouble, right? You know, because there were so many rules and it just seemed like, you know, they probably needed to tell us something. So they brought us down and this must have been, I think it was probably Christmas Eve or maybe the day before, you know, so very, very, very close to Christmas. And she brings us down to the living room and then there's a knock on the door and the door, you know, she answers the door and in comes Santa Claus. And, you know, there was a couple of people dressed as elves and ho, 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 you know, and myself and the other kids, you know, just kind of lit up. We, we thought we were getting a talking to. And instead, you know, Santa Claus shows up and it, it was great. So we got to see Santa and, and he like has a big red bag of gifts and, and he digs into this bag and he pulls out gifts and he's passing them out. And, and he's like, now you can open presents just like all the other boys and girls. It seems like such a weird thing, but that particular phrase really sticks out to me because nothing in my life was like the other boys and girls. Not a thing. You know, I would go to school and, you know, people wore Nike clothes or, you know, Reebok or, you know, just all this name brand stuff. And, you know, I was shopping at Goodwill, you know, wearing shoes with holes in them. And, you know, my life just was not anything close to what everyone else's was in, in my mind. So, you know, when he said I get to open presents like all the other boys and girls, that was, you know, just really stood out to me because it made me feel like, hey, maybe I am a little bit normal. And uh, so that year, those were my only Christmas presents. I got a Nerf football and a 12-inch G.I. Joe, you know, G.I. Joe action figure thing that was 12 inches tall. Uh, it was awesome. It, it was great. You know, those were the, the only presents that I had, and I, I was very, very happy about it. This is Robbie and Mike McGowan. Robbie and I joined the Rotary Club of Lakeview in August 2017. Within a couple of weeks of joining Rotary, the then president asked us if we would take over our club's Tree of Joy project. Though the assignment was a little unexpected, we loved the idea of Tree of Joy, and it had been an over 30-year tradition of our club. In our town, we solicit applications for gifts from parents who need a little help with their Santa duties. That year, we received one request from a mother having a 17-year-old daughter and several other kids. The mother asked for a queen-sized bed for her daughter, explaining that she sleeps on a sofa and doesn't complain, but really needs her own bed and some privacy. And though a little disappointed, we weren't really surprised that no one had filled the tag asking for the queen-sized bed. Shortly after that, 
Robbie received a call from the mom seeking a bed. She asked whether she should get help from a friend with a pickup truck to collect the bed on the designated pickup day. I struggled a little about how to respond positively. I told her that at the moment we didn't have a solution for her request, but assured her that we were still working on it. Mike said, well, our neighbor's son owns our town's only furniture shop. Do you suppose he has a mattress he could sell to us at a great price? We didn't know the merchant, but Mike agreed to go down, introduce himself, and see if the merchant would help Rotary fulfill the wish. So I went to the shop, introduced myself, and explained the situation. The owner said, hmm, let me take a look. Please have a seat, and I'll be back in a moment. When the owner came up from the basement, he was wearing a big smile. When Mike got back to the office, he was so excited. He explained that the owner had a queen-size Tempur-Pedic bed that he was willing to donate free to the Tree of Joy. He had prepared a gift certificate that we could give to the mom on pickup day and offered to deliver the bed to their home whenever convenient. Holidays are a time for miracles. And yesterday, our local merchant decided to donate a new bed for your daughter. Here is the gift certificate and they will deliver it to your house whenever you like. With that, the mom burst into tears of gratitude. And I'm here to tell you that everyone else in the room did too. They were happy tears though, and no COVID that year. So there was lots of hugging about the fact that the young woman was going to have her first new wonderful bed. For us, that moment meant everything about Rotary. Involvement in our community with our Rotary friends, working together to find solutions. We continue to coordinate the Tree of Joy program in Lakeview. And though we haven't had another situation that emotional, it remains one of the highlights of our year. And the reason I like to kind of share that story is we, I think that people get, sometimes they get, maybe feel like whatever they're doing isn't enough, right? Whatever, you know, this, you know, going shopping or wrapping presents or doing these things, you know, it's great, but man, I, I just want to change the world. And I think it's really important for people to realize that those are the things that do change the world, right? We're not all Elon Musk. We're not all trying to go to Mars. And, and I believe that that was uh, Rotarians, or maybe it was the Toys for Tots or, or somebody, but that kind of gave me this glimpse of, hey, there are good people out there. Not everybody's a drug addict. Not everybody's trying to steal stuff and take things away. Some people are generous and giving and kind. And what I know is the people that wrapped those presents, the people that went shopping, the people that delivered them, like those, those are the real heroes, right? The real great people. Because for me, those little things throughout my life and in my teen years and growing up are things that uh, allowed me to be motivated so that, you know, I was the first person in three generations to graduate high school. The first person in who knows how many to go to college. I'm definitely the first Rotarian in my family, that's for sure. You know, my, my son is now 14 years old and I adopted him at three and a half months old. So it's definitely been a progression of, of many of those little things. 
And when I look back, I, I can see that it's really been attributed to just community generosity, you know, and the, and the people doing little things. It was never something huge. It was never somebody bought me a car or paid for my college or anything like that. It was just those little bits of generosity that have made the difference in my life. So I think that it's really important that people understand that no matter how small the task, it can really have a huge ripple effect. And, you know, those are the things that really change the world. Thank you for listening. Please join us again for more stories that inspire Rotary volunteer service, connections, and experiences in Rotary District 5110.